You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to another edition of the Laugh Button Podcast right here. I'm managing editor of thelaughbutton.com. My name is Mark Seaman. That's a true story. Mm-hmm. And today I'm joined by Matt Kleinschmidt, who is, uh, I guess, my boss. Is that uh, what's <laughs> your title in again? Ch- Editor-in-Chief. Editor so, oh, yeah. that's what those are called. I do give you things okay. to do. Editor-in-Chief of thelaughbutton.com. And uh, today we're joined by two very lovely ladies. Do you want to simultaneously read their credits? And see if people can make them out. No, just comic, actor, writer. Those go for the both of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll start with you, Julia. All right, you've been seen on VH1, MTV, TLC, any other acronym channels? Uh, you're no. stealing them all. And you're responsible for two solo shows, uh, Stupid Foreigners, and one that's about to wrap up called Bad Bride. Mm-hmm. They've heard nothing but good things about. And uh, tonight, uh, 8 o'clock, the final show, right? Yeah. Oh, In New York, cool. yeah. Our other guest here is also a comic actor, writer, like I said, and uh, current host of Hack My Life with Kevin Pereira that you can check out on True TV uh, with Roots in the Second City. And you've seen her on At Midnight, John Oliver's New York stand-up show, and IFC's Comedy Drop, which I want to talk about a little bit later on. (laughs) So our guests, Julia Rossi and Brooke Van Poplin. How are you doing, ladies? Hi. Yes, you both exist. Yay! It's a thing. Well, welcome to uh, the Laugh Button Podcast. We're here to talk about and celebrate all things in comedy news, mm-hmm. and that includes uh, you too, because you're in said news. So, so congrats on that. Um, but first thing we'll talk about today is uh, NBC is set to launch this new comedy internet subscription service this year. So, are you two ladies? Are you cable cutters? Do you have cable oh, subscriptions? No. Would you pay money to see NBC content exclusively? I don't know. How does it work now? All I know yeah. is I put on my TV and I push buttons and then I get to find anything I want. So I don't want to pay any more than I do. Okay. Right. So is that what would so happen? Wait, where do you live? Where do you no, live? I mean, like do like I, no, I have like Apple TV oh, and okay. then right. we use like... I think my roommate is the one who has Hulu. My boyfriend has his ABC password in there. I don't know whose <laughs> Netflix we're using. Like all I know is that... I have access to most things, and I pay nothing. <laughs> so through the the power of <laughs> sounds like most friendship, people do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So paying for this probably wouldn't be an option for you. Yeah, I don't like to spend anything. Okay, what about you, bro? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm very much like just Apple TV. We've got a Roku now too. It's Ooh. like getting stupid. Like anything but cable. Time Time Warner Cable is a nightmare. I mean, we have to use them right now for internet, but we'd love to back out. On that completely too, but um. Okay, well, this is, I guess, why this is happening, right? Yeah, Matt? yeah. So yeah. they're they're. It's so expensive, right? It's so stupid, and that's the problem we're all having. So their solution is okay. Well, we're going to take our content off those said devices, mm-hmm. and we're going to make you pay three dollars for it. Would you pay three dollars a month to have NBC for just an NBC app? Just NBC. I don't even know what I watch on Yeah, me neither. Now the Parks and Rec's over, what is there to watch? I guess my answer's no. (laughs) Yeah. You know know what's funny is, like, I realized that I don't have a TV, like a network TV habit anyways. Mm -hmm. I know there are a couple good shows out there, plenty of them I'm not, you know, it's just, I I think I'm a cable girl. I don't know. I, I choose really specific shows to watch, but if I hear something's really great, then hey, you go back on Hulu or whatever and like, right. you know, binge watch um, Parks and Rec, like you guys were saying. But yeah, I don't miss it. I don't watch morning television. I don't watch evening television. Oh, I do miss the Today Show. 
Oh, okay. I love the Today she Show. She needs an app for Judd. Today the Today Show. But, well. I'm a, but, yeah. I'm a, but I don't have it right now, so I mostly just wait until I'm at my parents' house or a hotel. Or That's an airplane. I watch so much TV on a cross-country mm-hmm. flight. I like binge watch, you know. So when you get on that plane that has no TV in the back of the seat. I don't uh, fly those planes. No, you just don't oh, do it anymore. I do not. It's I do worth not the extra money. So that extra money you pay for that said flight could pay your cable bill for the month and you could <laughs> you just know, have exactly. cable do you work for cable or no something? no you're, not really pushing this, Mark. <laughs> this is just a point of discussion because this is changing the game this is changing the game of how we're mm-hmm. absorbing things uh, i mean this is going to be specific to comedy and, right, and that's right. why i'm talking to you guys yeah. about it like because people absorb comedy through youtube or whatever bootleg you know password or whatever they mm-hmm. have from some friend who can watch whatever on netflix and watch the new special but do you as people who provide content what do you think is the best way to do it? But at the same time, let's be honest, you want to make money, right? You want to be able to survive off the content that you provide and you don't want to give it away for free. So if you knew people were bootlegging your stuff, like if someone filmed Bad Bride and just put it on the internet and you want people to come see the show tonight yeah. and they're not going to because I can just watch it on the internet, how do you feel about that? I mean, that I'd be flattered at first. <laughs> uh, and then, I don't know. I mean, I think if I knew the answer to that, then I would probably be doing it on my own right now and like figuring out a way to make money because I do put a lot of content out there for free currently um, I don't know I guess I, I don't know <laughs> it's a weird bridge <laughs> until you get there right it's yeah, like, it's I like mean, no it's cool with the exposure and then you're like but I need a second house I mean correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong but if, if some I mean I'm just thinking in, in the category of like just being a comedian um, I guess if you're doing the independent distribution thing where something's only available like off of your website or mm-hmm. something like that well then I think you're going to get your money I mean I suppose if comedians are losing out on people sharing Netflix passwords per se then I could see how that would be aggravating but I don't know overall like it's that terrible argument where like exposure is worth a lot. It really is. If more people like I love this HBO CEO, you know, he's like, I know everyone's, you know, sharing. He's like, like three people actually have HBO yet millions <laughs> watch it. And yeah. he's like, it's worth it to me that people are craving our awesome content and know about it and talk about it and get excited. But yeah, money. I mean, but I don't know. I'm only used to being poor as a comedian anyway, so I have like no expectations. Yeah, like I was like, if someone gave me like five hundred dollars <laughs> for my content and then everyone got it for free, I'd be like, cool. Like yeah, that sounds. Like, really that's good enough for you. Yeah, we know Julia's going for asking for money. price. Yeah, no, <laughs> five hundred thousand million. So how much are you willing to sell your uh, web series you two are working on right now? Well, yeah, it's that's interesting. Good question. So you're working on this web series together, six episodes, right in the can. They're all available online to view right now, called yeah. Seeing other people mm-hmm. congratulations on that by Thank the way you. very well shot well acted a lot of great guest people uh slipping in there the music's phenomenal thank you and yeah. um and i love the little interludes too the little slices of life in between scenes stuff, yeah. it's great Thank stuff you. uh so we'll start there who who did the animation for for the web series patrick who plays patrick in the web oh. series who's brooke's real life boyfriend real life man um yeah he's a, a graphic he's a graphic designer and art director at mtv so he he created like all of guy code and girl code mm-hmm. the animations for that and um so this was fun for him because he got to expand uh sort of his style and look and create these funny animations and segues for our show and it just it was something that we both agreed like there were these moments where we're like we don't have the budget to capture like really insane ideas for plots so we thought we could make our world a little more magical with a little animation popped in here and there so would you say he's the Terry Gilliam of uh yes (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. Seeing other people. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I was always on the fence where I was like, do I love this or hate this? I, but it was like the hallmark of Monty Python. But mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I kind of love it because I'm like a Beatles weird. Like I love all that Sergeant Peppery, Terry Gilliam. Weird British shit. Nice. <laughs> you got to see Zero Theorem then. Have you seen it yet? No. Zero th- check it out. Okay. It's good to watch. about this movie. I think yeah, well, it's three cool, weeks man. in a row now. You've yeah. Heard, Everyone must see this no, movie. It, Terry Gilliam's a gem, man. People don't understand mm-hmm. how special that guy is. Uh, <laughs> just like cable, everybody get it. <laughs> From, just kidding. It's the worst. I don't have cable either. So, Julia, how did this project come about? How did you two... Uh, well, Brooke had the idea for the concept. And Brooke and I have worked together. We've written like... Wrote a pilot a few years ago together two kind of yeah yeah we've we written quite a bit together we brainstormed quite a bit yeah. um and we work really well together we've hosted a show together mm-hmm. and we've just been trying to find the project that we actually wanted to invest in and actually make and brooke had this idea and so we co-wrote it and got a really amazing team of people to work for very little to zero money and we pretty much and we did like a little bit of campaigning online but we were very both of us were like <laughs> hey like here's a lane you don't have to like a, you don't have to like give us money if you don't want it but like if you want it like that would be cool like we both didn't want to ask our because all of my friends are pretty much in the same boat right um so i, I think know. we made like a li- like a thousand dollars or something like that and it was throw. like mostly from like your mom. family members yeah. and uh <laughs> where it's like well, well, i guess we didn't have to take this online i could have yeah. just been like hey mom yeah exactly so um <laughs> some money but i mean considering the budget we had i'm so happy with it. like i can't believe how it came out i'm super happy and i think our goal for you know what we both want from it is to get season two paid for mm-hmm. and then we wrote a pilot based off of the web series so we would love to sell that or make that and just kind of get both of our because we both do stand up and we're known for that but as you know writers and actors it was nice to get a little more exposure that way well and I think if I could backtrack for one second it's probably important to just say what the web series oh is yeah you guys should too. probably know what it is yeah we've yeah. teased it long enough I think right so yeah, there's right, this yeah. thing they're talking smart, about bro. but we have no like, idea what it is on. Uh, well, the concept is really fun. It's like a twist on, you know, comedic dating genre type stuff. But the 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 joke is that it's two couples who are best friends, and one couple, Brooke and Patrick, break up with Julie and Tommy. They're they're best friends for four years, Sunday Funday buddies, and best we, couples. You're right. Yeah. I, well, it's it's like a true challenge as you get older in, in life. You're like, who are our best friends going to be? And yeah. so now they're both single, and it's really funny because everyone acts like they're single, but they're definitely in a happy relationship yeah. with someone but they're behaving like they've been you know right broken still up living with. the dream right absolutely and so they both go out to try and meet other adult couples to uh you know have dinners and do artisanal brooklyn things with yeah. and everyone's a douchebag so. yeah pretty much <laughs> well that comes across quite clearly <laughs> yeah. in the web series so you, you nailed that point so well played <laughs> i know i'm picturing jeffrey and brandy right now yeah. like those douchebags <laughs> they, they played that so well well let's name drop a little bit let's yeah. talk about all the comedians that oh, uh, make so appearances great. it was uh so mike lawrence is in it his mm-hmm. wife adina is actually uh the one that i never i always say her last name wrong pliskin pliskin okay yeah. i'm really bad with names it's not um, menzel yeah, as long yeah as no, no, no no uh she actually directed it so that was kind of neat to have them both on board uh jeffrey joseph brandy 
Tony Barber, Sean Donnelly, Christy Cello, Micah Sherman, Becky Yamamoto, Henry Zabrowski, Amber Nelson, uh, Jerry Cole, Andy Mills. Andrea Wallace. Andrea Wallace. We flew her in from Chicago to play the yeah. matchmaker. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And that's, is that it? Did I mean? Uh, yeah, I think we And then Tommy everyone. Pope plays my boyfriend. Yeah, which is important to mention because he's a great comedian and yeah. such. I'm just, I'm really blown away by what a good actor he is. He's got pretty good hair too. Yeah. And amazing Things hair. never out of place. And I was really blown place. away by Brooke's boyfriend has never acted before oh, in no his way. life. I know. It's, it's honestly people, well, and this is funny because like everyone who's like in my circle of friends, my family, they're all like, Brooke, oh my God, Julia is so funny. Oh my God, <laughs> Tommy is so funny. Like Patrick blew me away. I'm like, that's awesome. How did I do? You were great. And I know, I'm like just one person. Will one person tell me I did okay, please? <laughs> but no, it was like, I just couldn't be more pleased by the way everyone just brought brought it for yeah. for the series and um it's really fun because i i feel like everyone gets their moment to shine these mm-hmm. are a lot of the comments i keep hearing is that the stories flip back and forth nicely between like it, you really feel like when it focuses on tommy and julia and their despair and their plight and then yeah it's it's fun and i think the energies are just good and balanced and yeah i mean we're just we're just pros at this <laughs> but it's like now this is all i want to do yeah so right. you know like i just want to like write and create and i'm like well i mean this was so so much work and it's and not to say only but it's only a six episode web series right so like the idea of like taking this to like doing something somewhere on television but like obviously you have you know a larger budget and you wouldn't be at the mercy of your editors who like because you're really not paying them a lot they're right. like i'll get this to you in a year you know like right i which mean is fair <laughs> it's totally fair like this isn't a complaint so i mean i just can't wait to have a budget and I want to pay everybody and like I mean that's really I think a lot of us just want to be successful so we can like pay our friends and work with people we like mm-hmm. doing what you want to do sure yep. I think yeah. that's everybody's goal no doubt about it well now that it exists on the internet yes at some point this means it will get remade <laughs> right I know. Right. that's just how yep. Hollywood works these days <laughs> right or anything we were just talking about and, this today yes. yeah Matt and I were just talking about this today in news it's been announced now Brewster's Millions is going to get remade Again, and uh, we were we were counting. I think it's the fifteenth time. This is based off a book from like nineteen oh two or something like crazy. I didn't even know that. I thought there was just the Richard Pryor movie. That's the one I know. Yeah. But uh, so that's getting remade. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck just really? got the green light hmm. as a series um, or as a movie with Mike Epps as the yep, as the lead. as a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was uh, what was the other Rush Hour? Rush Hour is getting a TV series. Okay. This is crazy, right? So you know this stuff makes me so angry when there are so many people with great ideas who just you just can't get a foot in the door this is our point this is is why i'm bringing it up because here you are with a fresh web series a fresh idea something that hasn't happened before and you guys are talking about struggling we're far back in the line i do think we have great stuff and we're we are absolutely qualified to make something like this happen but it's like how many other people have been doing this you know so well for so many years and it's just it's an exciting time and it's a frustrating time yeah because you can do it yourself well so i today was gonna apply to that uh hbo writers fellowship did you hear about this yes um because it was diversity and it was women were included in diversity and uh (laughs) the site crashed immediately right and so nobody so it's actually really funny because on twitter all it was was writers 
complaining. It was kind of funny how much they were complaining. Like, I was frustrated. But the things these people were saying, you were like, all right. They were like, HBO, what is wrong with you? And you're like, well, it is technology. Like, it's still, computers aren't foolproof or whatever. And it was just like, but then it also was really overwhelming. Because I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's so many people, like, dying for these opportunities. And it's, you know, I try to stay as positive as possible. But it's like, man, Uncle Buck series and you're like, like the movie's fine the movie's <laughs> great loved movie's it as great. a kid do not need but do I Uncle need Buck a, you know planet. 30 years later do I need a television yeah. series about or it? if they are casting or hiring writers I will happily go <laughs> in for me well they all, this isn't the first time they've tried to reboot it either in 1990 Kevin Meany as the John Candy character mm-hmm. they tried it and it mm-hmm. failed miserably so it's like okay let's try it again 20 years later after everyone forgot I guess yeah, Kevin Meany or, doesn't have like a warmth like John Candy no, like I feel no, like no, no, Uncle no. Buck needs you know a little less bite a little less you know Snap. Yeah, yeah, right. My dad only my dad doesn't know actors' names, so whenever he refers to John Kenny, he goes, Yo, uh that was that Uncle Buck guy, he died, huh? Like that how he just calls him the Uncle Buck guy. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, it's John Candy. He's yeah. kind of a legend. Yeah. You know? yeah. Get it right. You guys have a favorite John Candy movie? Or one that sticks out yeah, in your mind? What's the uh, first John Candy movie that jumps out at you? Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Of course. That's a great that's a classic. And the great outdoors. Great outdoors, yeah. I watched the Great Outdoors. I I watched the Great Outdoors as a child more times than I can probably count. It's such the the dance sequence at the end with him and Aykroyd to Land of a Thousand Dances by Wilson Pickett, and I just I don't know why, but it just always did it for me. It's one of the best. I think Spaceballs. Oh, but, of course, but mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of a weird one because it's not really John Candy just being, you know, he's that to me. I've always classified more as a Mel Brooks movie than yeah. anything else. All right, makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, uh, speaking of remakes, is there anything you guys would actually like to see get remade that that uh, mm-hmm. maybe you it? would star in? Yeah, maybe House Party too. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> just the yeah, sequel. One of my favorite movies of all time. Not kidding. <laughs> yeah, I guess the whole things either being um, brought back. Like, yeah. okay, so the thing I'm excited about is the continuation of Twin Peaks mm-hmm. that to right. me is like okay well it never kind of solved itself mm-hmm. and uh, part of the script was like 25 years later you know they allude to it and the fact that they're going to pick it up and it's exciting to be like wow I was 12 having this shit scared out of me when my pa- I would watch it with my parents they were like it's too good wow you must watch it with my brother was even younger we were pa- I'm terrified of the woods like it's <laughs> it's such a great show but like that is one thing that I'm like all right I'm glad it's coming back Definitely. Okay. Did you, did you like Firewalk with me? By the way, did you like the, the movie? prequel movie? I have not watched it probably since I was like college age, and it was definitely a little twisted. Yeah, more twisted than the show. It's time to go back. Maybe gonna I should rewatch. Gonna have to rewatch. <laughs> well, also found on the laughbutton.com our coverage of uh, Conan in Cuba. All right, you guys are aware of this? Conan went no. down to Cuba. Didn't know this. And uh, taped his show. And uh, Ah. this is kind of an initiative by the president to open the channels of communication between Cuba and the United States because, you know, laws are going to be changing. We're going to be able to, if not already, start traveling there. Hmm. Is Conan the guy you send? (laughs) Who do you send? I mean, why not? Yeah. (laughs) So likable. But comedy (laughs) is the right play, though, I think, right? Probably Conan over Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why. <laughs> where would you like to see Jimmy go then? What's a good fit for Jimmy? He's good where he is. He's yeah. fine. He's, he's good. Fine. Yep. Whoa. He's good. I sense a little bit yeah. of uh, no, no. hesitation there. He's good. Yeah. I don't know. Not I'm a fan? Thinking, you can. No. No, I mean. <laughs> no like, as in no, not a even, fan? I'm, 
It's, no, doesn't stop this line no of questioning. I'm not exactly. trying to entrap you. I'm just if you don't like Jimmy Fallon, it's fine. People are no. I'm thinking like I just like they might not be ready for all the song and dance in oh. Cuba yet, even though they are, uh, you know, a historyed people with who a lot dance of, and yeah, sing sure. and do all those said things. Yeah, I you know I don't really know. I, comedians are are good icebreakers. Um, sure. What have you? But I don't know. Where, I don't, where's the, is it uh, fair to say I don't care? Sorry, no, I don't no, care. It, no, it absolutely is fair. Yeah, it absolutely I, is fair. Actually, like, I totally agree. <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> Brooke and I kind of don't care about comedy. much in comedy unless <laughs> yeah. it, it affects like us directly. Well, it, well, it you know could. I mean, honestly, I mean, like, what if, they, if there's the Cuba festival? I mean, you're gonna yeah, go? Yeah, no, until, I won't get invited, so I'm not worried. Yeah, about until it. I get that call. Well, um, with that attitude, you're not gonna. Yeah, yeah. No one's doing comedy in Cuba. The right attitude doesn't work either so. yeah so you can be real nice in this business and still it's an interesting feeling where um you know comedy's 100 like a tool that's so amazing for the both of us and i i give it so much credit for like all these things i have but it's interesting you hit a point when you're like did this just lead me to the next thing and then i think i've always had to ask i'm like i guess i've never fully paid attention you know so it's hard when you were pegged as a comedian but you kind of i don't do comedy things yeah like i don't, like, I don't sit around and go oh did you hear the new so-and-so's album i'm like no am i on it no oh okay <laughs> but it's not even like a selfish thing i guess i just realized like yeah. i i'm just like not that like there are the comedians who are like it is live eat breathe digest all and i'm talking stand-up comedy so, you, so you're not necessarily a fan like, no, you, I'm not. So you, you didn't know? really go watch shows as a kid or, or like before you started I doing stand up? I've always, I, I like stand up a lot, of course. I love yeah. it. And I love oh doing God. it. I love my friends who do it. I right. love when I see a good comic, it's wonderful. I get excited. I definitely, as a kid, I didn't like watch a ton of stand up as a kid. I watched sitcoms. I started, I was watching Three's Company, Benny Hill, Golden Girls, like all that stuff. So, like, you want me to write a good pun? Um, or like a wacky situation <laughs> right. where like the neighbors are in the bathtub or whatever that is. Woo, I'm your girl. You know what I mean? But you want me to like quote Bill Hicks? I'm like, no, no, I can't. <laughs> and I don't think that I used to think that made me less of a comic, but it's just a different skill. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a different it's just, muscle you're flexing. Yeah. 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 But I, I yeah. love stand up still. It's I just... love stand up too. And and when you get questions like, well, who are your biggest influences? And, and it's not like I don't know who or what's out there, but 100% what Julie said, like, I don't know the people who I started with the minute I gave it a try. Like, that is constantly my biggest influence yeah. is, is my peers and the people who are, who are like anywhere from five or 10 years ahead of me in it or people who are just five years in and behind me. And I'm going, wow, they're blowing my mind. Yeah, because you watch really... them like try. That's what I see the yeah. most. Yeah. You know? Like I saw Janine Graffa last night and I've seen her so. So many times and I know her and she's so nice and like yeah, she's, she's, a sweetheart, man, she's more of an influence to me I think than than like I don't know I mean she's a, and she's huge but like I mean like then like some I don't know I don't know I keep referring to Bill Hicks I have nothing against Bill Hicks but like <laughs> no, but it's, a very, it's been gone for it's a while a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a hallmark for I think like a lot of comedians when they you know when they say like that's the kind of dark cerebral you know comedy that really really um, blew their minds and, yeah. that they, and they themselves I think really emulate and look to as um, an influence and I'm sitting here thinking like yeah and it's, so it's it's weird when I'm like the kids in the hall were like everything to me mm, or anything yeah. Amy Sedaris does but then stand up is a great outlet to give you a stage and so I, I'm personally having like a weird crisis of conscience where I'm like I think I was been 
meant to be a sketch writer and a writer writer this entire the same person? Ta- we i know and so <laughs> i might be you why you guys are friends yeah, yeah friends. i know but it was just very like <laughs> comedy is amazing so and you do it's been decades of kind of feeling like a weird outsider where i love the friends that i have and i love what i do but being like do i not get something that they all really get because like it goes just so much easier for other people and i think it's sometimes because i've got like two left shoes on you know it's like a weird i keep tripping myself because it's like well I'm staying in it because it's addictive and whatever, but I, you know, so it's been a big year where I finally started doing things that were more true to, I think my, um, talents, mm-hmm. you know, cause like my comedy, I feel so closed off in comedy a lot because I'd rather write a sketch and I don't know how to do that in the confines of stand up comedy. It's like, it kind of doesn't belong up there N- or I'm not making any rules. That's not cause I, I'm like, whatever I rules schmoles, but like, yeah, I'm like, get off this lineup. <laughs> at a comedy club right now and go get your ass like you know on a computer writing a sketch and shoot it with your friends because it's the happiest I've ever been to be quite honest like you just had you just had an awakening it's not it's not just now it's it's interesting I I think it's you know it's a tough thing to talk about because I think um you know as comedians it's very much like well then then get out of the game if you have you know i mean i don't know who said well there are some people in this scene yeah. new york is so sharky yeah and new if, york's a, a nasty animal man yeah mm-hmm. it was really interesting because i had a lot of stand-ups have come to my solo show and it's been really cool because afterwards they're like whoa i how did you like Cause like there were some points where no one was laughing, and I was like, "Yeah, like that was uncomfortable right. for me when I first started doing the show too." Yeah. I know. Like I remember saying to my director, "I was like, did I bomb?" She's like, "When you were talking about killing yourself, and everyone was really quiet and on the edge of their seats, yeah, n- you didn't bomb. Like no yeah. one's gonna like. I mean, right. laughter in that point, and it's been really neat to have standups come and like see this other." I think sometimes as a stand-up, you feel like you can only do stand-up, and it's like, and if you do anything else outside of stand-up, it makes you less of a stand-up, right? And that's not the case. So I don't know. I know we're totally yeah. derailing the news. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. That's it's okay funny. because it's an honest, it's an honest opinion. Some people just they don't care or don't pay attention to what else is going on. They just know what they like and they do what they like, and that's it. End of story. It doesn't have to be more than that, you know. But uh, it is interesting to see that perspective of. You know, just <laughs> whose album came out this week? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Not mine. And that's what I'm working on. I so can't that's tell what you I'm the YouTube comments I got on my most recent video. That's <laughs> well, you, you should that stop. Hilarious. You should stop. <laughs> that's a laugh. Yourself from doing that forever. Forever. Take you down a dark path right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, real quick. <laughs> well, it's not a you know, it's not a dark path. Anyways, I'm actually on a bright path right now. I feel great. No, no, no. Yeah? we're talking about specifically YouTube comments. So, Brooke, let's talk about your show real quick uh, on, on True TV. Sure. This is pretty cool with Kevin Pereira, who we all know and love from G4. He's great. And he's a big nerdy guy and uh, and he's great. And you guys work well together. You have great chemistry. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he's such a dream to work with. So, And you just, uh, you just appeared on The View. I know. <laughs> trying to shave a dude's face with peanut butter yep. and separating, what, eggs from the egg yolks and other wacky hacks. Housewives went wild across <laughs> the nation. Julia's mom watched. And my mom watched. Yes, so she, that was big. Yeah, my mom thought they were selling, because my mom's English is a little off. Right. Uh, <laughs> off. What does that even mean? She uh, thought we were selling empty plastic yeah. water bottles. My mom was like, oh, I saw Brooke. Is she, uh, she, she sell some, something? And I was like, kind of. I, yeah. I, yeah, she was selling something. Yeah, we're selling the, the show. Yeah. <laughs> We're promoting or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 hectic. All that stuff is really hectic. Live variety style television yeah. is like your backstage. It's always and, nutty. Nothing yeah, ever goes yeah. right. You know, things start late and it's always early. a lot of people talking over each other. It's yeah. <laughs> I, I 
it's weird. I actually didn't take a Xanax. I was like, I'm going to get through this. I'm just going to feel the fear. Um, <laughs> but I, it, it was fun. Um, it, you just get out on stage and then it kind of happens the way it's going to happen. No matter the fact that we had a rehearsal and we're like, this segment's going to go this way. It's four people three of which who were comedians because Cristela Alonso was a guest host. Mm-hmm. So it's like me, Kevin, and Cristela. And then Very Nicole, funny, by the way. She's yeah, hilarious. She's, I thought she did a great job sitting in with those gals. She acted like such a pro. But um, yeah, so it's just four people trying to talk as we move down a line. I think it went well. I watched like two minutes of it today and then I was like, I, I'm done. I lived it. I don't need to watch more. <laughs> but uh, other people loved it, so... As long as they loved it, that's all that matters. Yeah. So you can watch that show. Uh, that's on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Uh, Nine thirty. Nine thirty. No, ten thirty. Right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I thought I had my facts wrong. Right? <laughs> yeah. Or you just want people to tune in early. It's like telling people to come to your show. You know, you tell them an hour right. early, and then yeah. they show up on time. Get there time. early. You'll see Impractical Jokers, <laughs> which is the best show on the network. I do. By the way. I do find that show quite hilarious. It's oh, Impractical very... Jokers. Unlike any hysterical. network, actually, it's, I think it's just a terrific show. It's one of the so only good. shows that has made me laugh out loud, especially totally. like a prank show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys have They're a funny great. moment on the show that you you like? Which one? The Impractical. Yeah, Impractical <gasps> Jokers. Like the this grocery store moment always. Yeah, yeah. Where, where you have to crawl through the legs of people, like you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Put something in each other's cars. Oh, cards. there was one yeah. where they had oh, to, so had to put his nose on. One of the guys had to put their nose on somebody. They don't, don't just rest their nose on someone's yeah, shoulder. Yeah, I think I saw that one too. It's so just yeah. all so uncomfortable. And yeah, very it's, it's so. very, the reason I think it is a success and it's probably why Julie and I and everyone else really likes it, it's so good natured. Yeah. yeah. It's not mean. It's just really funny. Yeah, and I just like watching people that are actually friends do stuff. Mm-hmm. Just cool. Yeah, I get the vibe that they would be doing that if they were on the television show. Right? Or not. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah. what are you doing this weekend? We're going down to Union Square. We're going to mess around with some people. It's like, okay, that makes total sense. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, let's plug some upcoming dates for you ladies. All right. Where are you headed? Yeah. You're heading out of town. You're staying local. Uh, Julie, I think you're going to be in Massachusetts soon, right? Uh, I Comedy I, Studio? Yeah, the Comedy Studio next Friday. Uh, Friday the, the 13th. Friday the 13th. Oh, again. And, two yeah, months two months in a row, in a row yeah. thanks yeah. to Leap Year. And yeah. then I'll be in Schenectady, uh, the, the whatever the weekend, the last Saturday of the month, um, and then Bad Bride tonight at the Treehouse Theater, and then, uh, yeah, all over the place, wherever else. Where Congratulations, by the way, with the success with uh, Bad Bride. Oh, I mean, thank you. So it did just stay local. It went on the road for a bit, right? Yeah, and yeah. Then... I went to London, and I'm going to be back. In, I'm doing a New Orleans again in May. I did a New Orleans in November. and I'll, I mean, it might come back to New York eventually. It's just I have some other things I want to get going, and I can only focus on five things instead of ten things at once. <laughs> I know. Let's be real. I can only focus on five very low-paying things instead of <laughs> ten at once. <laughs> and what about you, Brooke? Lots of local shows for now? Um, no, I hardly perform and I feel great. And uh, <laughs> no, but I'm really, look, I started a new show at Union Hall um, with my friend Julian Villard. He's a piano singer songwriter. He's awesome. Uh, it's called Comfort Zone. And uh, I do comedy. He plays songs, but then I also sing. So we write an original song each month. Oh, nice. And then uh, we've invited Janine Groffalo to be our one comedy guest. And then he invites a musician from his world and this guy Ari Hest who's just phenomenal he's so good so it's uh it's really fun it's at Union Hall on Thursday March 12th and uh yeah it's like a comedy music mashup speaking of comfort zones the uh, comedy drop thing for yeah. IFC that you did I don't know if you saw this man. no no I haven't yeah Julia we you got a bolt I gotta so go we'll say goodbye to you Bye. she's gotta do oh, talking one, of her, one of her five <laughs> One of five five. I teach storytelling if anyone wants to take a class at some point. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye well, Julia, thank you for, for you, swinging Julie. by. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it was a very nice, polite, goodbye. like back to the mic goodbye. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even like an Irish exit. Like, hey, Julia, so uh, where are you? Oh, she's gone. Ooh, she's nice, missing. Nice new backpack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's how you know they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's a anyway, great top you're wearing today. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, Matt, this this thing called uh, Comedy Drop. It's for IFC. It's this really fun project where they take comedians and they slot them in weird locations to do stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brooke was a part of this. Oh, that's fantastic! And Brooke got <laughs> dropped off at a tattoo parlor. <laughs> And ha- now you had to you had to walk in with your own mic stand and everything, yes. right? It's like it wasn't even set up, right? Like, so okay, so the owner knew we were going to do it, but everyone because you had to have permission. Yeah, right. Cameras are of coming course. in, but no one else. So did. just the owner. That's just that was going to be my first yes. question uh-huh. because it, the reactions looked pretty genuine. They were literally. It was just such WTF faces. They were like, um, and then just the horrible silence, and then the sound of the tattoo gun, like, <laughs> and I'm like, hello. <laughs> How's your afternoon going? Do a little comedy. People were like, what? Do you have to bring like a speaker as well? Like, No, it, no? it was just the microphone was a prop. But oh, it wasn't okay, on. okay, okay. Um, and I went and I stood in the, I don't know if you saw this. I mean, I watched the whole thing. Oh, I don't yeah. know how much of it they edited. So I was going to ask you, how long of a set did you do? Did you do like 10 minutes, 15 minutes? Or was it yeah, like... Yeah, probably like like close to eight. Okay. It was eight of the longest minutes of my life. <laughs> but um, this guy, so I walked in and I was like, oh, I guess I'll face off against the big guy with his shirt off who's standing because he was getting a back tattoo mm-hmm. and he'd never gotten a tattoo in his life. And, you know, this is his first time in a parlor. <laughs> first tattoo ever and I just like didn't know this because I talked to him afterwards and he's just trapped he's a captive audience because he's getting a tattoo he can't get away from me and so yeah he's just standing there staring at me while I tell jokes about my bad tattoo depression etc etc so that tattoo's real that that's you're you're uh, it's almost like you have my cheat sheet of questions here you have a sort of a melting face Elvis what's going on here with this tattoo awful oh it's on her back man it's so bad (laughs) I saw the one on on your wrist I didn't see the one yeah, there. well, yeah, that 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 puppy on my back stays covered. It's um a melting Elvis. Well, it was supposed to be Elvis Presley, rockabilly <laughs> era. Nineteen years old, I decided this would be an amazing tram stamp. But it, I didn't even get the tram stamp part right. I like uh, got on my like right lower back fat patch. Like I don't know. <laughs> it was. It's just the grossest location for a tattoo, and it's Elvis's head, and it looks like Mario Lopez or Bill Clinton or Beavis or Butthead. It's. Anyone but Elvis. Anyone not Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hysterical. It's so ugly. I, for the first time, because I can't see it, you know, but I used to just be like, oh, it's funny. Ha ha ha. And then I've been in LA (laughs) a little more and I was in Palm Springs and everyone's just like, I don't know. Image is so much more a thing there. And it was the first time. And I'm an adult and I should be comfortable with who I am. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm getting this tattoo removed. God damn it. I'm sitting poolside at the Ace Hotel, just like no one else has Bill Clinton on their back. I look like such a weirdo. And as I sit there with my boyfriend who kind of got a haircut like the tattoo. Now I'm like, oh, I look like the girl who got her boyfriend tattooed on her lower back. (laughs) Right. So did you make him get a haircut like the tattoo (laughs) so it's at least passable? Oh, my gosh. No, he... It's just, you know, everyone's getting the fancy boy haircut now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the Brooklyn, the barbershop slash, you know, coffee shop, which they all are now. Sides are all shaved, tops Sides are all shaved, tops It's very... It's Boardwalk Empire haircut. Okay, very much so. So. Yeah, it's like European soccer haircut Mm -hmm. is what's going on. But it looks good good on everybody it does kind of looks awesome say. your hair is too curly very much so, so. Yeah, and, and not i won't show you mine because yeah. i have that haircut you were talking about that everyone has that i've had since 
second grade. Second grade, it worked. <laughs> because I played soccer, so there that was like go. the soccer haircut. And then uh, all of a sudden it became a thing. Mm-hmm. Very, we call Are it you it. saying you're a trendsetter, Mark? No, I'm just saying I, I got lucky and I was decent at soccer. And so I got the haircut everyone else had. And it just kind of worked out 25 years later when I didn't have girlfriends for the last 25 years. <laughs> there, you oh, there you go. So... Yeah, thanks for uh, paying attention, everybody. <laughs> now it's cool. <laughs> but now it's cool. Well, uh, Brooke, thanks for hanging uh, with you. us here on the podcast. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, congrats on all the success you've Thank had. You. Much continued success. And uh, looking forward to some more episodes on True yeah. TV. 10.30 p.m. on Tuesdays. Yep, two left. As, uh, there are only two? Are you guys mm-hmm. going to, do you know, what, mm-hmm. you're coming back? We're coming back. Nice. Oh, great. Congratulations. Yeah. It's Thank great. You. And uh, the website is Seeing Other People Series. Dot com so you can check out their website with said name seeing other people and uh, and support it throw them some cashito do you guys at least have donation we don't really uh, have that you don't no, do that it's okay I mean we'll, we'll t- if you want to contact yeah. us about how to make that happen wonderful but we might do we're gonna see our options for you know getting a budget together for season two cool I, you know I feel better when I fund it out of my own pocket but it can get expensive yeah. So. And you own it. I guess you own it, right? Yeah, yep. definitely. You can follow her on Twitter at BVP Comedy. That's B as in Brooke, V as in Van, P as in Peter Poplin. Poplin. Oh. <laughs> uh, comedy. And, uh, of course, Julia, who left us, at Julia Rossi on uh, Twitter. And that's going to do it, Matt. For this episode That's of it. the Laugh Button Podcast, go to theriotcast.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Leave us reviews, comments, etc. And hear every episode of the Laugh Button Podcast. Follow us on all the socials at the Laugh Button. And as always, you can get all the latest news in the comedy universe that uh, said ladies could give two shits about. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> on the laughbutton.com. All right, for uh, myself and for Matt, talk to you next time. Bye, Mark. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.